and one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 37, another number that has absolutely no meaning to me. Um, yeah, opening up. We are um, recording this maybe a little bit later than usual. That was a subtle dig at me in case you missed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I had to. It's what, what time did we? <coughs> what time did I head to bed last night? Uh, I don't know. I went to bed at around eleven my time, which would have been four a.m. Your four. time? Yeah, four a.m. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I have two topics this week that I definitely wanted to talk about. One of them is something more funny, but also something I'm going to have to um, be a little bit careful about how I say it because of YouTube. Okay. Well, let's get the serious one out of the way first, I think. No, the, the serious one is going to... That's the one that's going to take a long time to talk about. Okay. So yeah, just, that's why I think we should have the funny one for the Funny end, one for so the end? a lighthearted okay. note. Fine. Yeah. Um, so the serious one is something that has... This is something that has annoyed me ever since... Honestly, ever since I was in college and, like, just after. Mm -hmm. There's There's a tendency... And it, the reason I'm bringing it up now, and I don't think I've brought it up too much in the past... Is because I heard like a term that I think just perfectly, perfectly encapsulates this annoying tendency. Um, like in like modern discourse, there's a lot of very like high scientific concepts that get thrown around and discussed by usually laymen, like people who you know don't have some sort of a scientific background. That's fine, so they defer to experts. But what? you sort of see happen is people just finding experts that they they like who say things that they agree with that fit with what they they think is right and then just automatically defaulting that worldview and treating any sort of questioning of that view as heresy um and the the term that i've heard used to describe this is uh scientism like as in like as in like a yeah it's it's almost become like it, people are acting with religious fervor around these sorts of things. So, to to lead off with, and I feel like this is one of the reasons that it annoys me. I I am not a scientist. I'm an engineer. It, it, we use similar methods, but it's very different. So, in science, like in a, in a scientific experiment, a science science should not give you a worldview. Science doesn't tell you what you should do; it tells you what is in front of you, or at least the best approximation of what is. So, you basic scientific method: you come up with a hypothesis, uh, like a <laughs> hypothesis. Yeah. You design an experiment to test that hypothesis. You execute that experiment. Then you analyze the data, and then subsequent to that, other scientists. Um, will challenge that theory and try to repeat that same result by doing the same method and the same they might vary a couple variables but they're going to try to make it repeatable and if it's found to be repeatable then it's a generally accepted um theory it it's rare that anything gets really proven in science it's just a, a very acceptable theory um that's why evolution is still referred to as a theory because it can't be proven because we don't have a time machine and we don't have we haven't tested it over a long enough period of time to observe evolution happening um but with this sort of this this kind of attitude that i've seen this scientism attitude 
it, it seems like what people do is they it, it really just boils down to them like doing a google search finding a article written by somebody else who isn't a scientist who read the title of a study and then made some assumptions on it and i assume there's a particular uh, example that you saw recently which has aggravated you there there are a few that i've seen over time um like one of the most prevalent ones that you see a lot with is um you know climate change i mean mm -hmm. it, it seems fairly evident that the earth's climate is changing um and there's tons of there's tons of theories out there as to why it's happening um the one that is accepted by most of the lay population is that you know carbon emissions have caused the earth to warm up um, so you're seeing seeing uh, warmer areas in some places. You're seeing drier areas in some places. You're seeing wetter areas. You're seeing changes in, in potentially yeah, in sea level. The um, carbon is damaging the ozone bubble, and so the negative rays of the sun are more getting through. It, it's actually the ice caps. It's actually the opposite. It's it's adding to that that greenhouse layer. Um, the, what you're thinking of, there was a chemical that was put out in like the 60s and 70s, and it was used in all kinds of like aerosol cans and things, and it was actually uh, damaging the ozone layer, which let in more radiation. Uh, but that has actually been resolved. That chemical was banned. There were oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I accidentally just paused my recording. Um, no. There's just going to be a blip there. I'm just going to I'm going to need to remember to fix that in editing, but. Basically, they you know damage the ozone layer, but since that has mostly been fixed, um, they they've got they've banned all the chemicals that actually caused that. the The argument for climate change, or what it was used to be called global warming, was that um, these carbon gases were creating a thicker greenhouse layer, which would cause more heat to get trapped inside the atmosphere which would cause global temperatures to rise, which would cause icebergs to melt, which would cause, you know, sea levels to rise. Mm -hmm. um, that's the theory in a nutshell. And I, I do insist on referring to it as a theory because, again, this is something that needs to be measured over a very long period of time to be proven. And proven is a very different thing in, in like, an actual scientific study than what most people think it means. So... And I guess I, I don't even disagree that, you know, with that theory. I think that it there's tons of evidence for it, and people should take that into account when they're making decisions. But my problem is the religious fervor around it. Uh, when you have people who, the moment they hear somebody say anything different, like, even not even say anything different, just say that, okay, what degree is this happening to? Can we, um, you know, can we measure this somehow? You know how how quickly is it happening what degree do humans have to do with this what degree is this to do with solar orbit um once people start like questioning and try to do actual science you you get a lot of lay people who believe very strongly in this acting with a sort of religious fervor against it and i guess that's what annoys me about it that's that's one example but there's plenty of them out there Right, so what do you think should be done, really? I, I just... I don't... Th see, this is, this is what I don't know. Because it's, it's in the cultural zeitgeist now. It's out there. People are kind of... enamored with this idea that... Because I, I think to a degree it makes you feel... It, it's sort of like uh, if you go back into... Um, 
God, even just a couple hundred years ago, or not even that long ago, if you were a very pious person, if you were a very religious person, like, it, it makes you feel good that, that you, you know, you know the scriptures, you know how to be like, a, you know, a, a good Christian, a good Hindu, a good Muslim, whatever. Um, it makes you, like, feel good to know that you're in touch with what the, the right and moral way to be is. And I feel I like... I about that. Well, what? I don't know about that, because there's a lot of outliers who feel good in themselves for not believing the truths of the media kind of thing. Um, you vest- And I mean, at, at the end of the day, no one wants to live like China. <laughs> Sur- no, no, I'm not joking. You're, I mean, like, yeah. surrounded... Like, with, I think it's China, where they have, like, warnings before you leave the house every day, whether it's too toxic the air yeah. that you can't actually, like, go outside. Yeah, air pollution and stuff like that. Yeah, mm. they do. Um, there was actually, I mean, there have been a few maps since the lockdowns have started looking at uh, how uh, different, like, they, they showed a map of pollution over, like, the Beijing area and how it, like, when they were essentially restricting all travel and locking people inside, um, how the, the pollution levels drastically decreased and it was staggering. It's, I mean, it's staggering how much, how polluted the air actually is. Um, but that also kind of feeds into the, the same sort of sentiment. I'm not saying that people believe it blindly and it makes them feel good. I'm saying that people, when they believe in something that they truly, truly think is right and they take action, you know, that, that supports that belief, that is in service of that belief, it, it makes them feel good. And I think that's yeah. that's what this comes down to is whether it's the example you just gave is another perfect example of this same phenomenon. You know, there are people out there who like just absolutely no matter what comes out on the news, they're like, oh, that's bullshit. It's all lies. It's all fakery. And that's also an irrational and sort of just faith based kind of worldview. You're not they're not basing that on any sort of you know, inquiry or evidence, or if they are not complete, um, a complete data set. I think it's good to remain skeptical, but it's also, it's also a bad thing if you go too far in the other direction, you know? Mm. Maybe it's a little, a little too vague, but that that's just, I don't like, um, so the thing that, that spurred me off to think of this topic was I was actually reading an article, um, and I just want to read, because I, I still have it up, I want to read the opening um, remark in that article, because I think it, it kind of very neatly encapsulates... Um, okay, the, what did this. you find this article, by the way? Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you after this. It's pretty good. Well, I mean, just, just so that people at home could be like, okay, this is where the source was. I don't remember. I, I copy and pasted the, um, uh, okay. the opening bit. It was just something I found. But it's just, here's the quote. Um, science tells you that urine is a good electrical conductor. Whether you would want to urinate on an electric fence or not is a matter of political opinion. So, essentially the idea is, like, science tells you what is, but it doesn't tell you what you ought to do. Your own internal, like, interpretation of data will tell you that. So, like, you know, you're standing on a railway track and there's a train coming. 
science will tell you that the train's coming, how fast it's coming, what'll happen if it hits you, and, you know, all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. You, in your own personal decision-making, have to decide whether it's a good idea to stand on the tracks or not. You know, no, nothing scientific is going to make that decision for you. It's going to tell you about it. So I just, um, I don't know, it just... I, I get the impression now reading the news and like listening to you know people talk about you know events and news and um, kind of geopolitics and it just seems like there's there's a fairly large dearth of critical thinking out there like I'm not saying question everything but just like <laughs> don't blindly accept everything yeah I think that's fair to say yeah just just something that's that's gotten because I I've um I remember saying something similar to this back right after I graduated college, um, I was commenting to a friend and and she just didn't believe me or didn't didn't think that this was true at all uh, and I was saying like it just feels like you know science is becoming a religion for atheists right because like it, it, it almost like since they they don't have like a religious faith. Or any sort of like that sort of thing, they're they're almost filling that gap in their mind with with science. They're just blindly believing these things. And this is this is something. Oh, that that's the other thing that annoyed me, is the idea that if you know most scientists agree on something, then it's probably true. And I mean these these are things that, that we is have to, to believe in to an extent. Though. Like we we have to absolutely because I mean. Let's say we're, we're buying a, a new computer and uh, we have no idea how computers are put together. I mean, you, you you know how to put together a computer, don't you? Yeah. But you don't know how to put together the microchips and uh, the integral parts within the pieces of a computer. No. So we have to just believe that, that work. they will run. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with science. We have to believe that, I don't know, some things, experiments you can do for yourself, like, you know, seeing the event horizon to believe the world isn't flat. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it, yeah, we do kind of need to just see the articles and say, okay, this is something I believe in. Mm. Um, not in a necessarily religious way, just in a, I need to get by from a day-to-day -day basis, so I will have to use these things that I don't necessarily know how they work, but they work. That That's a very fair point. Um, I guess the problem I have is when people in in argument, like say, uh, I'll go back to the, the climate change example, because it's, it's, it's one that's, it's all, it always seems to be out there being debated. Yeah. But the debates tend to boil down to um, one person typically from the ones I've if you don't go to like normally they don't just shove two crazies in a room it's usually two people with different perspectives but the the like I can't remember who I was watching but it was it was two people discussing it and somebody brought up like the fact that there are alternate explanations for some of the aspects of climate change and the other person kind of went into like a their first defense was Yes, but 95% of climate scientists believe this. And it's like, okay, what do the other 5% believe? That's not how, Science doesn't work on consensus. It works on data. Yeah. Uh, 
obviously there's the classic, you know, um, the, the theory that we weren't at the center of the universe. That was one man believed that yeah, for exactly. a while. Yeah, was it um, uh, Galileo? I believe so, yeah. Um, it's In this day and age, I feel like it's possibly less likely because I think back in the day, relig- um, religion and science were more closely uh, joined at the hip and mm. it was kind of heresy to say that, you know, we weren't the centre of the universe because God created the earth and stuff like that. Um, yeah. There, there, but no, I, I realize where you come from. But yeah, I, I, I agree. There, there, it should be less prevalent now. Um, mm. But, yeah. It just... Because the idea that that could be used as a defense annoys me because <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. You can have, like... You can have a hundred people in a room, and ninety-five of them can be wrong about something. You've also mm. got what's called, um, well, I don't confirmation bias. Like they've done. I remember, um, again, maybe I'm being guilty of this too, because I, I read about this research. I can't remember the name of the study, but they they basically put uh, a person in a room, several different people. They did this quite a few times, and only one of the people in the room was actually being experimented on. The other, like five or six were all actors mm-hmm. and so they would show a picture of several lines right and they would ask which line is the longest and they would have all of the actors answer immediately the wrong answer yeah. and a good chunk of the time I can't remember what the percentage was the person even though they could clearly see that it wasn't the longest one they would answer the wrong answer along with everyone else so I think that there is an element of that is that when enough people seem yeah, to be pressure. agreeing on something like there's a, a ripple effect where people like the next person comes along. It's like, oh, well, you know, Bob, Steve and Charlie over here already did this experiment and they found this. So, you know, I'm just going to, you know, go through and not look too close to the data. There is an element of that. I mean, that's what caused the um, the famous space shuttle explosion in the U.S., the Challenger explosion. It turns out that there were there were actually a few people, a few engineers who noticed it was caused by a faulty O-ring in one of the uh, the um, one of the, the pipes, and an O-ring being a um, like a, a gasket that you have in between two pipes that are joined by a clamp, um, or at least that's that's what they are in, in my industry. I'm assuming they're the same for that because a lot of the technology is the same, but they knew about this issue they knew it was a potential problem but because there was so many people around them that were all just like yeah no everything's fine you know we, we're, we're nasa we do this every day you know that we're, we're good at this that they just didn't say anything and then you know the shuttle blew up so, yeah i don't i'm not i'm not saying i have an answer on this it's just a topic that has been on my mind for years and i found that I found that little that that word really encapsulated it for me because it does seem like not always and not everyone because some people are just like you said that they don't have time for it they're getting by with their daily life and they they read this like oh okay and just they believe it because it's takes a little bit less um time <laughs> like, you, yeah it doesn't factor into your life so you don't need to think about it too critically sadly uh, we can't all be scientists yeah there's it, it that actually your example there reminded me of a quote from the very first Sherlock Holmes story when Holmes is just first meeting Watson mm-hmm. um, they 
some they mentioned something about the solar system and Holmes just kind of says something offhand dismissively and it, it turns out that like there's a point where it, it comes to um, comes out that Sherlock Holmes just didn't know anything about the solar system. He didn't know that the Earth went around the sun. He didn't know anything about Jupiter and the moons of Jupiter or anything like that. And then Watson was like just flabbergasted why he didn't know anything about it. And Holmes said something along the lines of, you know, I, I, I do my best to keep my head clear of anything that doesn't have to do with my work. Mm. So basically it's like, the solar system being like that is never going to come into his line of work as a detective. So why should he bother learning anything about it? Yeah. Speaking of, that was one of the questions, one of the questions in my pub quiz the other day. Yeah. Which, which was the, which is the hottest planet in the solar system? Venus. Uh, yeah. Well, so my, my group all said Mars. I was like, no, if you're talking about distance to the sun, it's, it's Mercury. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mars doesn't even have an atmosphere. It's cold as fuck. Well, it has an atmosphere, but not much of one. Right. But yeah, Venus, because it has that thick atmosphere, it traps a ton of heat. Yeah. I got got savagely attacked for getting that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you were more right than they were. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the quiz master himself. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Earth (laughs) Earth is is hotter than... uh, than Mars, and the, oh god, there's another uh, question where they, he started reading out the question. He was like, during the filming of um, this film, someone broke two toes on the set, and I was like, oh, it's Harrison Ford in Star Wars. That was his right? leg. He broke his leg. Well, yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, bam, I've got it. Hell yeah! And he was like, let me finish the question. <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, fuck. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah, I know some person I've never heard of. Okay, All right, well, I, d- I don't want to belabor that that um, that first topic too much, but I, th- I think I've said basically all I I need to on it. Uh, it's something yeah. that I'll if I think about it more and I think of more concrete examples, I'll maybe I'll bring it up again well, sometime. But we have eight minutes for the jolly topic. That's true. Uh, so this this one is it's just something that I found amusing. Um, and it's about Harry Potter, of all things. Uh, okay. um, I First of all, I never read the books. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I watched all the movies. Um, yes. And I was... And this is, this is where I'm going to have to be tricky about how I describe this. Um, there's a... Uh, somebody... I was, I was watching a YouTube video, and somebody made this argument, and it caught me off guard, and I just... I was laughing so hard at it. Um, so in the U.S., there's a certain... Um, amendment that guarantees our use of certain weapons, uh, let's say. Um, Somebody made the argument that Harry Potter is very much pro that standpoint. Because if you think about it, all the kids from a young age, they they carry a weapon around with them, their wand, they're trained in self-defense and expected to, you know, take care of themselves and be self-reliant with Mm -hmm. with their their own self-defense. And in fact, in the fifth movie, I think, where that, that woman comes in and is trying to, like, you know, take that away and doesn't let them train in self-defense anymore. Yeah, they, Miss, Miss Umbridge? Yeah, they start, yep, they start, like, an underground militia and start training themselves in, in self-defense. And it's just, like, if you think about it in that perspective, it's, like, 
Harry Potter is like a fairly <laughs> fairly libertarian movie. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the school only teaches things revolving around magic as well. They don't actually teach you any life skills. Yeah, well, I think... The... Certainly no science. Yeah, well, they teach you the science of magic. What do you call potions? Uh, alchemy? Well, yeah, but it's a science. It's a magical science. Yeah. That's why I said alchemy and not chemistry. Yeah. I don't know, it, just, it was just a take that, that amused me uh, profusely when I heard it. Yeah. I guess so. I mean... Are there any, like, creative aspects to being magical in those films? I think so, because, I mean, I, I feel like they... Yeah, because they could make, like, um... Oh, what was it? The In that same movie, when the... the the twin gingers, um, they they decide to just quit school because everything's so like getting so crazy there, and they just go off and start their own business again. Very libertarian of mm. them. Um, they they uh, use spells to make like all these crazy like fireworks and light shows outside the school and stuff. That's true. So I think they are kind of the uh, like an an engineer kind of the Wizarding World. Because they're, like, coming up with new patents and things. Yeah, yeah, and, like, when they... Yeah, in the later movies, they have a shop where they're selling all these, like, crazy doodads and things. Mostly for pranks and stuff, but... Yeah. It's all these cool little ideas. Hmm. I, I feel like there there is, and I, probably if I read the books, I'd know more of these. Um, I, I know there are people that listen to this who have read the books, so I, I might be getting an earful later. But... There is, um, yeah, I, I think there is that. I, I just, it, it's interesting, um, thinking about that. Because if, if, taken from that perspective, like, the kids get their first wand at 11. Like, yeah. And, um, jeez. Well, I mean, kids, kids hold knives before 11. That's true. I mean, yeah, well, I, for I, cooking purposes. I mean, not for stabbing. Oh purposes, yeah, I, I learned but... to I learned to cook when I was six, um, and yeah, my like I helped my mom like cut. The, she was hovering over to me, make sure I didn't like slice my hand off. But hmm, well, exactly. So I mean, it's not like kids in our world don't have access to dangerous tools. It's true. It's just... True. And they're I guess not, they, they're not given their own ones. I they guess. have to be trained to use the wand properly too, because at first they can just barely like, um, you know, zap someone. Or I think in the first hmm. movie, the um, what's what's her name, Hermione? She like manages to like repair some basic shit. Um, yeah, some basic level one D and D spells. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I guess um, it's only when they're like in their their mid teens they start to learn the uh, the crazy stuff where they can like, you know, knock someone out. They learn like a taser spell. Thing is, the ones don't actually change, though, do they? So no, I think in it's... theory they could like say the wrong word while they've got their hand on their wand and like combust. It's true. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's a good point. Like, because <laughs> there is a scene where um the. The ginger that's Harry Potter's friend, um, Ron. Ron. He, yeah. um, he, like, tries to do some nonsense spell that his brother taught him, and, um, he tries to change the color of his rat, and it just zaps it in the ass, and it runs away. Um, yeah. but in theory, it could, like, blow up in his face. 
Yeah. I mean, you could do anything. Oh, God. It's magic! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Didn't know we were doing Equestrian Bronte. Oh, God. Equestrian. Oh, I'm having so much fun with that game. My voice is so so thaw. So sore. So sore, and I think it's because we recorded that episode the other day. Yeah, we should. Maybe that's something we can talk to uh, at, in the media segment today, because Equestrian Bronte has been like such a fun um, game. We're talking about, by the way, a, a playthrough that is going up on the YouTube channel right now: the life and suffering of Sir Bronte. Um, it's a roguelike visual novel RPG. A weird combination. Uh, it's essentially boils down to Blue and I reading aloud and making decisions for this uh, character as he goes through the story and seeing what happens. Yeah, we had our re- first real debate argument this week. Yeah, and it ended with um, it going my way, but a promise that the next time we have a contentious decision, that the decision will be weighted in your favor. Yeah, and I still think you're wrong, by the way. <laughs> We'll Especially see. for the decision you made afterwards. Well, th- so that wasn't my decision. We were both fifty-fifty. Well, we, you said you yes, were fifty. What was your decision? You said you were fifty-five, forty-five on that one, and I said yep. I was fifty-fifty. And so we just rolled a die. That was the die's mm. decision. But I agree, the the die chose wrong because we ended up <laughs> fucking our father over, and that that caused the chaotic series of events after that. We this is just ourselves over. This is just us talking about something that no one listening to this is going to yeah, have sorry. any idea about. Unless you watch the YouTube channel. <laughs> well, I, think, I was thinking the other day, maybe we should just put it up on Spotify, because it's not like we need the visuals for that. That's a good point. I mean, we could actually, yeah. <laughs> there will be some confusion when uh, we start talking about Carlo fuck grabbing. What, what's that to go? We don't even talk about his appearance, really. Oh, Carlo. <laughs> That's a... Uh, I, you know what, we're, we're, we're coming up on the end of the segment, so I'll end it off by just uh, telling that little snippet of a story. We, we, some of the characters have interesting names. We, we came across this rather portly judge with a Brian Blessed beard who <laughs> had the unfortunate name Carlo Fuckgrabben, spelled F-O-C-K-E-G-R-A-B-E-N, I think. Yeah. Um, and we could not continue with the story for a solid couple minutes because we were just laughing hysterically (laughs) every time his name came up it was one of those situations where you start laughing and then you're making yourself laugh by laughing Hmm. oh man it was a vicious cycle which I could not get out of oh yeah alright let's let's end segment one there Um, thank you all for listening this is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast and you will hear us again momentarily for segment two welcome back to the TMCJ podcast we are on segment two our media segment and we broke the streak this week we did not have a movie night but Blue has assured me that he is well-versed in media this week. He has many things to talk about. And uh, partially it's your fault, to be honest, because uh, a game I've just started playing, I only noticed it because it was on the the channel. You played it for a 
uh, a demo, a five-second attention span. Mm. And, uh, yeah, again... A lot of references to the YouTube channel this week. Say again? A lot of references to the YouTube channel this week. Was that? I, in the first segment, I was uh, referring back to Equestrian Bronte. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, so I've been playing a game called Hirolun, which I don't know how to pronounce it. I assume it's a Spanish word, because I think the developers are Spanish. Believe me, it's not Spanish. Is it not? It doesn't. It, it doesn't sound. Spanish. I, I know it doesn't sound Spanish because, but I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I, I okay. Maybe I'm not. It the sounds best Nordic, but I, I don't know. I can I can speak Spanish passably. Um, it it didn't strike me as Spanish. It actually struck me as like uh, like being Asian. Really? But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe okay. I've played too much Valheim, but yeah, it sounds kind of Norse. I didn't. I didn't mean to derail it. Um, yeah, so it's a. It's at the moment. It's only a demo. They've got um, one map that you can play on it, and it's basically a, uh, a speed run thing where you just try to complete the map as fast as you possibly can. You pick up orbs to stop the timer briefly, and you just want the best time. So yeah, I saw Kaiser's video well, on it, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can do way better than that." So I got the game. Well, so first of all, <laughs> I, I played the game. I played through the mission twice. I, I skipped the tutorial, so I was ba the first run. I was trying to figure out what the hell the buttons did. Mm -hmm. And once I got that worked out, like my first run was atrocious time. It was like four minutes and something to get through the track. Um, I say this to give context to what Blue's about to say. The second run I did, I got it uh, just under two minutes. So once I'd figured out the controls, I was able to like cut my time in half. Yeah. Now, Blue Bear... I... Uh, well, and Alicia will attest to this. I think my first run, I came in about one minute fifty. Uh, which was right around what I got in my second run. Yeah, it was like eight seconds faster, which is, let's face it, what I was really trying to do. Um... <laughs> and yeah, but then I was like, okay, let's. I, I keep playing to try and get better because I, I don't generally play many like racing games. They're not really my thing, but it reminded me greatly of um, uh, CS:GO Surf maps. Oh yeah, I remember those. Mm. I, I fucking blew it. Jake, Jake and Kevin tried to get me to play those like way. This was before I even met you. Um, like trying to play those, I was awful at them. There's, a very, there's definitely a fucking trick you have to get, like, it took me days to work out how surfing really worked on that game, and I, I was still not brilliant at it. I could do some of the, well, some of the maps just about, but I, not in a good time, and not efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, but no, so, yeah, I've, I've been playing this Hirolun over and over and over again, and I realized that the, <laughs> the leaderboard that I was looking at was not, like, a local leaderboard, it was the world leaderboard. So, there are only about 80 hmm. people that have played the game so far, that have got times on there. Uh, Kaiser, nice, I think... that means I'm in the top 100. Yeah, you're in the top 26, I think. I think you're 26. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I, I've, I've been trying to get, like, at least a podium position, right? I think currently, I'm on about 5th on the leaderboard of the world. Pretty uh, good. Yeah, well, it's taken a lot of uh, so if you go on the on there like this week, you'll see at the top of the leaderboard it has Kaiser because he got the fastest time overall in the world for Monday. 
and then Tuesday is when I started playing, and ever since Tuesday, it's just Bluebear, 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 because <laughs> I've been coming on like on my lunch times and trying to get a faster time. Um, and I've, I've I've actually watched him uh, play this. He, he, I I need to I want to try it again because I I did it basically for a video because hmm. the five second attention spans series typically what happens is I'll pick up a game demo, play it, and if I like it I'll add it to my wish list. If not I'll you know mock it relentlessly and move on. Um, but I haven't actually gone back to this game and played it more because the game isn't actually out yet. Mm. It's still just a demo. Um, so also, I was work- trying to work out how... It's like, like uh, I got to a point where I was getting 1 minute 15, I think, constantly. Like That was the fastest time I could get. I was like, how the hell is anyone getting faster? I looked on their Twitter page and it was like some... I was watching um, a video of one person playing the map and they like skipped half of the map from a jump pad they like just jumped up like past a fucking tower and i was like how the hell did he jump that high so i got in contact with the devs on their discord uh i left a message he by the way he he sent me like um these messages while i was at work and like i'm like holy shit blue is in their discord what the fuck is (laughs) happening He's taking this shit really seriously. <laughs> Anyone can join the Discord. There's plenty of people in there. Um, and yeah, I, I dropped a, a message saying, like, I uh, love the game so far. I was curious when it's going to be released and how in the hell do people get the times that fast? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically came back to me and said, no, the, the jump pads haven't been edited. Because I, I thought the jump pads may have been, like, updated to jump uh, less high or something. Yeah. Right, now the jump pads haven't been updated or anything. Nothing's changed, so the leaderboard doesn't need updating. Uh, but maybe try boosting whilst on a jump pad. I was like, huh? Okay. That that little soft hint. That little. He even put a winky face, like a, the sly winky face, after that sentence. I was like, ooh, <laughs> exposed. Um, yeah. And now I'm getting like, I can't remember what my last time was. It was like 45 seconds or something. Well, when I watched you, you had gotten 42. Right, 42, yeah. I think that must be my high score at the moment. Um, but I still, to this day, have no idea how someone has 28 seconds to do that map. Like, that's the, the current first place in the world. Going for that hardcore. Yeah, and I, I would love to see the fucking the, the clip of it, the video of it, because like I even checked the speedrun website, uh, speedrun.com, um, Hiralyn's not up there yet. Um, and there's nothing on YouTube, there's nothing on the Twitter page. Nothing. Uh, and so I'm just like... I don't know. Am I just, like, not taking the optimal path? Is there a corner I could be cutting slightly sooner? Uh, yeah. There really does have to be. Like, it. it's probably one of those things where people have practiced it to perfection. Mm. Well, it's definitely got to the point it's... where I don't know if you notice while you're watching me play, but every time I missed the first jump, and it's a pretty narrow first jump to go between two, like, panels. Yeah, you were like, oh, fuck, Just reset. reset. Yeah, there's no point in continuing the run, because you need every little millisecond. I've played games where I've had that exact feeling and done that exact thing, but I, <laughs> I did not get there, excuse me, with this game. Yeah. Although, now that you've been playing it quite a bit, I think I will go back to it again and actually try to beat my time on the demo. Yeah, I mean, um, really cool. I've already spent... How long on it? 
uh, almost three hours on a game where eff yeah. essentially the content of it is about three minutes long, if you're a bit slow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I spent about a half hour on it playing the demo mm. um, for the video that I recorded. Um, but it was, it, I mean, God, it was a lot of fun. I, I sang its praises in that video, too, because yeah. I, I found myself, like, I wanted a game that I could just jump into and have some fun with, and damn it, that was the game. <laughs> um, yeah, you even, like, started off when it was, like, a Spanish text and then English answers, wasn't it? And you had yeah, a bit of a laugh well, at that. But then from that point on, you're like, oh, shit, this is actually really good. <laughs> Well, I, I had a laugh because it was like they gave a warning in the beginning and the warning was in Spanish. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even like they translated it in English below that. The warning was like, um, it was something like, Quiero poder el tutorial. It was like, do you want to play the tutorial? And I was, <laughs> but below that, it just said answer yes or no in English. Mm. And I'm like, it's like those um, um, signs in Wales. But I can, it was, it was kind of just amusing to me because I, I speak Spanish. I can do that. Yeah, so like the the signs in in Wales where it's like at the top, it's all written in Welsh and it has the English translation mm. below it, and then sometimes it just has like English translation here, <laughs> written in English. <laughs> <laughs> one one of my favorite things that they actually do that up in. Um, so um, my friend went to uh, college in Montreal, and driving through Quebec. Uh, the French province in Canada mm -hmm. for those that don't know um, they'll do the same thing like all the signs are in English and French but the, the French will be like huge and the English will be tiny yeah. it's, just, it's just funny but, um, sorry I don't speak French <laughs> I have no idea There's and I have surprise. no desire to learn French um, but yeah no the, loving the games if far um they don't know when it's going to be out yet. Uh, hang on, I might be able to actually quote them directly. I do. I do think I am going to buy that game when it comes out because mm. it was one of the first games I've played in quite a while that I jumped right in, and there was no, there was no feeling of like, oh, I don't really like this, or oh, this is kind of weird. It was just like, this is fun. This was immediate fun. Yeah. We are in no way sponsored by this game, by the no, way. No, no, not at all. I did this purely out of like wanting to help them. Um, yeah, so the actual quote that they gave about the release, it's still too soon to tell anything, but we're speaking with various publishers about it at the moment. Okay. And just like to, to end this off, like what the, the name of the game was Hirolin? Yes, it's a very weird word. H-I-R-I-L-U-N, correct? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Uh, yeah, also, it's that... on this <laughs> it's on this podcast YouTube channel. I mean, you get to see the story mode when that comes out as well. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. I, I think I will buy it, and I I know this will be a point where the two of us compete um, bitterly and viciously. Oh yeah. <laughs> when it actually comes out. So, uh, shall we move on to the other media topic for the week? Let's move on. Okay, so. Something I was just watching over over lunch while between segments one and two. Um, I was a bit bored, so I was like, "Yeah, let's check out Netflix. See yeah, if anything new has come up there." And um, there's a very fun, amusing uh, manga turned anime on Netflix now. 
Uh, I want to get the exact name so I don't fuck it up. Um, <laughs> I believe it's called uh, The Way of the Hu the House Husband. And it's about a uh, ex-Yakuza like, boss who went and like, killed ten other Yakuza houses in the space of one night. Yeah. And then, have you heard of this, by the way? I have not heard of it, but when you gave me the premise, my first reaction was to turn around and go like, "Ha, ah, gay!" Well, okay, <laughs> All right. Um, but now that you now that you've brought the yakuza into it, I'm like, okay, so, okay, I'm so interested it's like again. This really badass, kind of slightly scary dude who's now a house husband. He looks after a cat, um, and just everything he does is like yakuza esque in design, but well, it's all household related. <laughs> Have you seen... Oh, God, what, what was this anime called? It was called, like, um... Made Guy. No. Okay, so it's a... It, it, I won't say it... I'll let you describe the anime fully, because I, I, this actually sounds pretty interesting. But Made Guy was an anime that came out when I was in college, so this would have been, like, 2010, 2011 kind of time frame. Hmm. And... The premise was this family had a maid, and it was just basically this, like, you know, six and a half foot tall, like, dude who's, like, you know, built like a fucking brick shit house, but he's in, like, an apron and dressed like a fucking maid. Yeah, it's, it's not just, that fancy. No matter what this, yeah, but, but no matter what the situation, like, it was, it would always just be like, Hur! and he would just, like, so there was a situation where, like, a printer wasn't working or something, and it it was ridiculous over the top. He took the USB cable and, like, plugged it into his own ear, and then was like, oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> and just, like... Right, that sounds a bit more out of the realm of reality than this, a little bit. It was, you no, know, it was it was completely over the top, like, kind of comedy yeah. sort of shit. And uh, this is definitely a but comedy it... anime as well. But this, this, the one I'm talking about was more fantastical. It was more like just, you know, random, off-the-wall, crazy shit would happen. But it was the same sort of idea. It was this big, burly, manly dude who was the, the you know, the maid. And the, the anime was called Maid Guy. I haven't seen that much of it, but it was... The, what I saw of it was funny. Um, but go on, go on. So, uh, the yeah, he does, like... Um, it goes over all the, the generic things that happen, you know, when you're at home, like... Uh, a salesman coming to the door, that kind of thing. And the salesman walks in, he sees this guy in a uh, apron with, like, a teddy bear on it, covered in blood, holding a knife. He's like, I was just making dinner. <laughs> uh, Somehow, like, the idea of having, a like, a Yakuza in this position sounds so much funnier. It's, it's very good, because he's not, like, he's not an idiot. Very clear, he's a very yeah. intelligent guy. Um... But it's like he's found like a, a new religion kind of thing where he's like doesn't want to to fight people. Um, mm. I mean that that being said, he does still like punch people through windows and stuff. Uh, on occasion, when like one of his ex gang members comes uh, up to him, and he's like, "Oh, where have you been, boss? We need you. Why did you give up on the axe away?" And the ex boss like takes him to a a, a cooking session. With a bunch of old ladies, and he's like making potato croquets, um, 
and the guy's like, ah, oh, fuck this shit, and slaps the, 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 the food onto the floor, and so house husband, like, smashes him out the side of the building, um, oh, god, it's very funny. I feel like... I feel like I've seen. I, I mean, honestly, it sounds like something I, re, I really do want to watch. Mm. I feel like I've seen that sort of a premise in, God, a few different like pieces of media coming out of Japan. Yeah. Um, it had, God, I can't remember. It, I think it did a reference to Food Wars as well. Did it actually? Yeah, like a slight one, because like the 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 salesman, he was like selling knives, and so the accent was like, guy was like, "Can I? Let's see your wares," kind of thing. And he makes like a, a meal, and the, mm. the the dude sits down. Like the salesman has like a bite to eat, and it does the whole ah. Oh, this is reminds me of my childhood, and he's like drifting off in such an airy, floaty way, kind of thing. <laughs> there, there, God, I I do like that. Um, God, I really wish I could think of the movie or the the show I'm thinking of. Like that, this is reminding me of the the idea of doing that sort of juxtaposition mm. where you have a you have somebody who's like clearly from this gritty, violent background, and they're suddenly thrust into a more like normal, mundane kind of chill environment, like the essentially a domestic environment. And but they, but they're still using those old skills every now and again. Um. To, to, to just like to take advantage or not to take advantage of but to um improve yeah to to essentially like solve problems oh you know what i'm thinking of is kindergarten cop yeah i guess i'm it thinking has of kindergarten kind of those vibes yeah because it's it's the same sort of vibe it's this it's this cop who's used to operating in the mean streets of la and now suddenly he's in a mm. kindergarten and so like you remember the scene where like the the kid like has an abusive dad yeah like you know, he doesn't try to talk to him. He doesn't try to like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm gonna report you to the police. He just punches him in the fucking stomach. Yeah, I mean, maybe in America, and... <laughs> I don't think our police would do that. <laughs> well, yeah, but your police aren't even allowed to have guns. Mm-hmm. Well, probably. Yeah, yeah, but they need to be special ones. Special. Yep. <laughs> I, you know, you can argue whether that's good or bad, but. At least you know that they're actually going to get shit done. But yeah, so uh, I'm going to make you watch that. Yeah, that, that maybe wasn't a, that probably wasn't a good <laughs> good direction to go. Um, yeah, I'll make you watch that but, tonight with Alicia because I think she'll fucking love it as well. All right, cool. I D and D looks like it's going to get uh, canceled tonight too, oh, so okay. I'll have time. Okay. Uh, well, no, it's because um, well, Duncan's doing housework and um, Kevin and Jake got they're getting their vaccines. Ooh. When are you getting your vaccine? I'm not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm 30 and I'm healthy. Why the fuck would I get one? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they, they work in... They're, I mean, they're in a school, and so they're constantly like around a ton of people, so it makes sense for them to get them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so... That, that... I was just thinking of another... Oh, God. I just... I lost it. That reminded me of something else. Uh, oh, God, but I I do like that juxtaposition of the um. Oh, this was so many podcasts ago. But you remember that show Lucian that I was watching, or uh, Lucius? Yeah, uh, Lucifer. 
I, I knew what you're talking but, about. Yeah. It, it's the same sort of thing where you take somebody who is out of place and you kind of insert them into an environment that doesn't necessarily make sense for them. So it, in those shows, it was you take the devil and you insert him into a police force. Mm. And it was just... it. That's an interesting storytelling trope that I actually really, really like. Where you take somebody who has no business being there or who has some very different and unique perspective and then throwing him into an environment where it's not necessarily where that person is supposed to be. Yeah, kind of like a... Uh, almost like a Louis Theroux thing where it's like he's clearly represents the sanity and normality of every person on the planet but he's going yeah. to places where people are just batshit insane um yeah 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 that that sort of thing i i think that that's a very valuable um you know storytelling method mm. or even just like I use this word quite a bit, and I, I fucking, I still fucking love it. Juxtaposition. It's a very, very powerful tool where you put two diametrically different things next to each other, and then you can really see how they're different. Yeah, I think like it's us. a good critical thinking tool. To, what? <laughs> That's. I mean. Why, why do you think that, you know, this podcast... We, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. This is one of the reasons that I think that we make good co-hosts for this sort of thing. Is that we quite often we're not the same. We don't agree on everything. And we, we have very different views. So it's a lot of fun to just chat. Yeah. God, do you remember that conversation about the, the end of the world button that we had? You got so mad at me about that. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, I mean, that was very much tangent. We shouldn't go down that route. <laughs> we probably shouldn't, but still, I mean, but that's the point. Mm -hmm. Also, you know what? This is the media segment, but I'm gonna take a tangent from a tangent. Right. This isn't media. Um, I think, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been, t you know, I have other friends that I talk about like very contentious topics with you as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think like the sign of a really, really good friend is somebody that you can talk to about things that you fundamentally disagree on. Yeah. And you can get into a heated argument, but at the end of the day, like you're still friends after that. There's so many things that I could say, but I can't say because we're on like a social media platform. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you disagree with that point? No, I don't at all. Uh, I was just about to make a joke about the 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 bad people from World War Two. Um, oh, oh, the 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 bad guys. <laughs> Thank you, YouTube, for making us using comic book the language. naughty boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Watch, hey. Might be a, a thing we reference back to in segment three. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we'll see. Segment three is... This is going to be a very experimental segment three. Yeah, it is. It's going to be uh, trying yeah. a couple of new things. But um, So anyway, so so we're kind of we're kind of waffling because... Um, have you got another media topic night. or shall I fire another one? I do. Okay. I have one more. Sweet, go for it. And this will probably end us off. And it's more of a sneak preview because I haven't finished the book yet. 
but I have been continuing to read the book uh, Brave New World. Yeah. Which I've talked about in the previous two podcasts. Um, the book is taking a look at what a purely scientific perspective or purely scientific society would look like. Uh, which, again, ties into segment one. Um, essentially, they've taken all sort of ethical and moral considerations away and so the society is purely based on science and i'm about two-thirds of the way through the book does it bring up stuff like abortion no not even a well abortion is just considered it's not even abortion like people aren't allowed to get pregnant oh so so the way that in in this world the way that human beings are it's all test tube babies. And not only that, it's test tube twins. They use a, a technique to breed batches of like 78 twins. Right. Some clothing. And then depending on the cast that they need. So like we need some miners. So miners don't need to be intelligent, but they need to be strong. So they in- introduce them to hormones. and But they also introduce like alcohol so that they have less developed brains in embryo so it- before they're actually... It's more of like a robotic human race then, because obviously there would be no need to breed rich people. Well, but they're they not rich people, but they breed what they call alphas, and the alphas are the people who have leaders, perfect, yeah. like very very high level intelligence, but their physical abilities aren't necessarily that good. Okay. So so they like the the there's people like the gammas and the deltas, and they're they're probably very strong, but pretty dumb hmm. and so they use chemicals that are in, introduced in utero to change how they're going to develop and so they'll, they'll breed them in batches like oh this this mine in venezuela needs like you know ten thousand workers so they breed like a few batches of workers who have like low intelligence but high strength so they have to then wait like 25 years <laughs> They do so, but that's that's part of the story too. Is they've developed a like, it, it's all part of the supply chain. Like we have right now, we have enough workers, but these workers are going to die in ten years. So they've engineered the human body so they stay perfectly healthy from the age of like uh, eighteen to sixty, and they're perfectly healthy, perfectly capable of doing work. But the moment they hit sixty, they die instantly. Okay. And so they know that all of these humans that are minors, they're going to die at this age. They're going to expire. So their batteries is the word they exactly. So essentially, it's it's a it is a perfectly scientific society. It's very efficient. The people are they they want for nothing during those times in their lives, um, but and they they are bred perfectly for the 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 services that they are rendering. What, what's the end but it's goal? also a very Sorry. What's the end goal? The end there goal. There really of... isn't. Oh, so I don't. I don't know. I haven't reached the end of the book yet. I, they haven't gotten to that point. Um, the the characters in the book right now, there's one that I'm reading through who is who's just starting to realize like self awareness. Um, realizing the flaws in the society essentially. Right. I assume there's like um, rebel outcroppings who don't believe or something there aren't actually oh. 
at least none that have been revealed or talked about so far in the book. There might be. Okay. But th this kind of ties back into what I was saying earlier, is that science can, can tell you what is, but it can never tell you what you should do. Okay. I mean, this... And so, Sorry. Be, when I say this is a purely scientific society... I think that, that that really matches this, is that all of these people know what is. They know what the most efficient way to do things are. They know exactly what will make them happy, but they don't know what they should do. The society is kind of aimless, if that makes sense. This reminds me a lot, talking about juxtaposition, this is the polar opposite of um, the Ben Elton book I keep going on about. Like, it is the polar opposite. So this is all about uh, what if science essentially ruled mankind. Yeah. The the one that I've, I've talked about before, and I'll look it up afterwards again, is all about if, basically, if religion became civili controlled civilization. Pure moral thought versus pure scientific thought. Yeah. So, uh, like... I don't know. It, it's hmm. it's similar in many ways because, in some ways, the two extremes can also have very similar outlooks, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the premise behind horseshoe theory. Um, but at the same time, they're also very, very different in certain ways of going about living. Like you said, that they they don't have um, human reproduction, right? They don't, but people are very sexually active. But it's just, it's considered a, a common social thing that, like, people are very sexually active, but they don't pair off yeah. with each other. It's just like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bang Tom today. I'm going to bang uh, Jane tomorrow. I'm going to do this, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. The but they're not allowed to reproduce. Yeah. It's just considered normal part of life to take contraceptives. Um, because all reproduction is done in these uh, artificial decanting tanks. Mm. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I, there's so many things I can't talk about, but... Um, shit. Uh, I, again, I think it's going to have to be one of those things where I'm going to be like, right, read this book, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, we, we, we have... I'd like to expand our book reading beyond uh, dinosaur spiciness. Yes, that is true. Oh, man. That's one of the reasons that I've been talking about this book is because I, you know, I, I feel like it's actually something really interesting that is not just uh, taco making. Indeed. Uh, well, t t what was the book called again? A Brave New World. Brave New World. Okay. If, um... It, uh, I'll 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 get it on Audible and give it a read. Hmm. I I think it might. If you have an Audible account, I think it's actually free. Oh really? Why is it free? I don't know. I I think it, it's one of those it, like Amazon. It's it's older. Like the book is the book's almost. I think it's ninety years old at this point. That shouldn't make a difference. Um. If but, you but if, take a look. If you have a um Amazon. I Audible. I have an Audible copy and I got it for free. Did you spend a token on it, though? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, by Huxley something? Yeah, it's uh, Al Al Aldous Huxley, I yeah. think. 
Um, but it, it's pretty good. Uh, the, the book... Um, Number one bestseller I... in genetic engineering fiction. <laughs> Why is that a genre? Hmm. Oh my god. But yeah, no, so I've, I've been reading, reading the physical copy. I prefer to read actual book books. Um, if I can, if I have the option. Yeah. Um, there's some things I like going through audiobook for. But yeah, no, I, I, I downloaded the audiobook too originally intending to do it that way but when i did it was like oh it's free and it didn't charge me a token it was just like oh it's free with audible hmm. but that might just be a u.s thing if if it is i think i can share the book with you uh unless we have a shared account i don't think so no 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 it lets you sorry sorry guys we're, t- we're discussing the yeah, functionality same. of audiobooks <laughs> right now we'll talk about this in the yeah. we'll talk about it in the the interim um but yeah, I, of those two, having talked about you, you were talking about that whole like moral society versus the purely scientific society. It's what are not your, really a moral. There we go. Well, not not moral, but religious. Yes. I'm. I'm wondering what you think in terms of comparing and contrasting, like. Are they opposites, or are they the same, but just, like, with different perspectives? Like, what are your thoughts on that? They're very similar in many ways, but where the science victory, as it were, I'm thinking in civ terms now, um, is to, it seems like, is to to mine out the resources of the universe and discover everything there is to discover. The end goal of uh, the book, the Ben Elton book, seems more like to... uh, profit and seize control over other people kind of um Mm. and also like the media it's like a media is hell right like the worst kind of media you can imagine everything you do in your life is recorded all the all the important moments in your life are caught on media and shared to like if you imagine facebook where unless people give it a certain amount of upvotes people are not going to like you as a person unless you have that, a good media score kind of thing that that's almost like a soft version of 1980 so i read 1984 about two years ago right um actually it might have been longer ago than that i think it was like 2017 i finished it but it was a similar thing where the tvs were always on and they were always recording there was always a camera there was always a microphone and so you were you were always being watched, and that sort of influenced you to to act. It enforced that kind of morality. Yeah. By the way, I'm on Brave New World, the Audible page right now, and the first book that says people also who bought this also bought George Orwell's 1984. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first. 1984 one. is is so far having read the two books, and I haven't finished this one, so who knows how this one ends? But of the two, I think I. Like, they're both dystopian futures. Hmm. This one seems to be much more concerned with conveying a philosophy, whereas 1984 actually told a very compelling story. Um, like, this one's good, don't get me wrong. It is telling a good story, but there's there's a lot more in it that is... So, like, 1984 told a story, and that story had a piece of knowledge a piece of philosophy woven through it 
this one seems to be um, conveying a piece of philosophy and conveying uh, an idea and then weaving a story around that, if that makes sense. I see. So, like, the, the priorities seem different. I might change my mind as I go a little bit further in the book. Because, um, again, I'm, I've still got another, like, third of the book to go through. But, for the time being, that's been my impression. Hmm. Well, there we go. Anyway. We're, we're closing up on the end of segment two. Do you have any final thoughts? Any little tidbits that you want to say before we uh, end it off? Uh... No, I think I'm good. I'm ready to go for segment three, experimental. Yeah, we've we've got a couple ideas for segment three. This is going to be an interesting one. It's either going to be a miraculous success or an absolute disaster, but that is what makes it entertaining. Yep. Anyway, this is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. I fooled Blue this time by hesitating before I said the word go when we were hitting the record button. And he made his weird noise a little bit too early. Um, I always do it before the go. That was not fooling me. <laughs> I always do it before that. I'm sorry. A few times you've hit it, you've said it exactly when I said go. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just the, the audio lag, but I've definitely... I've definitely heard it at the same time. Anyway, it's our wild card segment, segment three. Uh, we have a couple ideas this time around. Blue had a new idea, some new little mini game that we could play, and it's something that we're not quite sure is ready to take up a full segment. So what we're going to do is do a little bit of a test case for it, do a little bit of a short um, beta test. You guys can let us know what you think. And then beyond that, uh, we are going to do uh, a segment that we've wanted to separate out into its own thing for a while, and that is the whole UK versus US different, mm. you know, for, for a very similar culture. So what we're essentially doing is uh, early access. We are, we'll accept all of your money now. Yeah, we, we accept uh, bitcoins. And, we'll... and, um... and this time next week, we'll be shut down. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, last week we talked about loot boxes, and then we realized, hey, that's profitable as shit. You know, you better buy uh, buy our segments. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> buy bingo card slots. Oh my god. Alright, alright, come on. Uh, it was your idea. Introduce. Uh, introduce. So, uh, there's a certain, certain creative aspect around um, the way that people can phrase just the simplest of sentences. So, for example, when we are on the podcast, we quite often change words to become friendly for the YouTube algorithm so that anyone can listen to them and they don't get strikes or anything against them or anything. So, we have to change certain words that we mean to say into other words that are descriptive of that original value. Um... And it can come out sounding quite funny, much like I'm sure if any of you have listened to the um, the d dinosaur-related books where we <laughs> use tacos and fishing uh, extensively to describe certain bodily processes. Um, and yeah, so that's the point of this 
game. So we'll be given, we'll be giving ourselves a sentence, and we have to convert that sentence without saying any of the key words into uh, a synony synonyms of those words. And then we have to say the whole sentence, and the other person has one minute to decipher what it is we are actually talking about. Yeah. Essentially to uh, figure out the phrase within a certain, like, margin of error. Yes. So, in the example, um, we were talking about uh, a, a giving bananas to a monkey. Mm. And it, instead of saying bananas, it was, like, curved yellow fruit. And instead of monkeys, it was devolved humans. Uh, sorry for any religious people out there. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so, and then the other person has to guess what it is that we're actually talking about. Uh, I think that's a pretty good it, summation of the... It is. Would you setting. like me to go first, or would you like to go first? Do you want to roll for it? Sure, why not? Here, hold on, I got a d20. Okay, uh, I want uh, 11 up. 11 up, okay. 13, you're first. Boom. Alright. So, first sentence. Okay, uh, so I'm going to work it out in my head, and then when I start talking, I will start a one-minute timer. Wait, before you... Uh, before, like, when you start talking and when you finish talking... Uh, let's do it when we finish talking. Because I was gonna, yeah, because you could just talk longer and fuck me over. Uh, well, no, uh, yeah, I guess. Not, I'm not, not that, trying to fuck you over. I know, yeah, not not that I think you would do that, but come on. You know, it depends on okay. how long the sentence is, too. So let's let's do end, end of sentence, hit go. Okay. Uh, this person doesn't need, but thinks a uh, looking after a animal that is <laughs> uh, reminiscent of a, uh, a wide brown duck with a large nose uh, they, they think they needed one of them but they had instead a <laughs> shit uh, instead a smaller version of a goose and a stripy rat uh, instead go the ugly duckling <laughs> so I went through it as a sentence oh shit do I have to actually um... they wanted a fat brown duck thing however they got a small so they, they wanted a skunk it was like I... it's it's water based mongoose wait no um shit hold on this is a really hard one. this is a really fucking hard one. i honestly have no idea like i know that you're probably talking about like you know a duck or a swan or a goose or something like that but then you're also talking about like a water-based thing so like a beaver um oh. or a uh um, jesus <laughs> well I, the second part they got what instead a skunk three seconds no okay right so <laughs> she wanted a pet platypus 
I couldn't think of how to describe a platypus, right? I said a fat brown duck with a big nose. Yeah, okay, that that's a pretty good... I mean, honestly, that's what a platypus looks like. <laughs> um, but ended up getting a duck and a ferret instead. Duck and a... <laughs> so that was the small goose was the duck. I realized I'd said yeah. duck earlier, but it wasn't. No, th that's that's respect. really good. Okay, so I chose much simpler sentences <laughs> for mine. Rat. I feel like I'm, okay. I I was <laughs> All right, you're going to have you might have a little bit of an easier time with the ones I chose. Okay, right. Uh tell me when you're ready to start talking. All right. Here. here. No way, you start talking. I've, I've got a, I've got talking. a timer. I've got a timer. Okay, cool. Um so, um, <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> it's inadvisable to walk on the remnants of bottles. Don't step on broken glass. Wow, that was easy. Yep, you got it. Wow, fucking nailed that one. Yeah, okay. Apparently really that one, one was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Apparently that one was really fucking easy. I I was like I was trying to like find things that would be relatively simple. Apparently I went a little bit too easy compared to you and your fucking duck platypus. Honestly, if you thought the duck platypus was hard, the next one is going to blow you away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is why we beta test these things. Yeah. All right, come on. Let's hear it. Let's hear All right. it. So, pre-context this sentence does not really make any sense. <laughs> but here we go. The person had a concept that uh, organic uh, stationary objects uh, produced very, very, very old creatures by tackling. Go. Okay. <laughs> um. Man thinks that plants made dinosaurs? BAM! He got it in 17 wait, seconds! Wait, really? Is that it? He had a vague sense that trees gave birth to dinosaurs. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, okay, so... Oh my god. It should I'm be amazed. stated that my brain <laughs> is not anywhere near, like, linear. <laughs> like... I I, <laughs> I make wild conclusions just because I'm always trying to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Bam. One all. I can't believe I actually got that one I, and I didn't get the right? other one. <laughs> Some of the, the first one I had no idea about, but that one somehow it worked. Yeah. I guess I, I was, oh, I don't know. Trees, are, I guess, are a bit easier to describe than a platypus, to be fair. I mean, also, you were assuming you were talking to a regular human being and not a fucking moron. Um, okay. Wow. So, you're, are you ready for the next one? I am. I hope this one's a bit more of a challenge. Um, okay. 
Do you want, do you want to re-roll your sentence? No, 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 no. I, I have some backup ones. Uh, so okay. I actually chose... I, I have... So I have a list of five, and I was choosing two from that list. Right. So I started off with the soft one. Hmm. Okay. So uh, let me reset the timer. <clears throat> Vehicular protection programs progress but the man tried his best to outsmart them um so it's about car safety um a man tried to avoid going to a car safety seminar nope hmm um Am I, am I right on the car safety bit? You are. Okay. But man tried to ignore the teachings? Uh, You're getting closer. Oh, uh, but man ignored all the signs. He, he was driving without, un, unsafely, even though he knew it. That That's pretty close. <laughs> let me, let me, let me read you the sentence. Um, okay. And I, I fucked up because I actually used one of the words in the real sentence. Right. Um, but it is, car safety systems have come a long way, but he was out to prove they could be outsmarted. Right. So the idea being is That's that they, they've, <laughs> they've done all these things and this guy's just out there like, you know, fuck you, I will be able to die in this car. Oh, lovely. <laughs> it's, again, it was... Uh, like I, I was. This is the other bit of this is. I fucked up in my description of it, because I was. Well, you can't keep talking even when I'm guessing. I could have. You're right, and which is why I kind of like gave you hints here and there. But, um, my problem was that I fucked up in saying one of the words in the original sentence. Right. Yeah, it's hard to 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 switch off sometimes. But yeah, uh, beta test. Yeah. So that that's as far as we wanted to go with that one, right? Yeah, I got a taster. So, I mean, like. let us know what you guys thought of that, because that that's something that maybe if we flesh it out a little bit more, you know, play around with it a little bit more, try and... Uh, I, like, for the third segment, we're having a lot of fun with doing these sorts of, uh, like, word games. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the trivia, the um, long story short, the story time... Like, it seems to be something that works out pretty well. So if, if you think this is something that has potential, we'll refine it, we'll get some work into it. Um, yeah. But in the meantime... To close out, yeah, the rest of segment three, something that had been... <laughs> we've, we've kind of done informally on quite a few podcasts that we wanted to turn into potentially a formal segment is the whole idea of UK versus US. Um... Little cultural differences, you know, phrase differences, different, you know, mm. uh, changes. Specifically today, we shall be discussing English idioms. English idioms. Um, mm. And uh, before we get to that, I, I did want to, you know, I feel like there's a story that's relevant to this. And as you said, I will not go too deep into the story. But this is something we've talked about quite a few times is that in the UK, it's much less common for people to just talk to people they don't know. 
in the US that is much less the case. Um, like, you, you, you commented on this when I was in the UK, was that I just talked to random people. And yeah. just strike up, like, a friendly conversation with them. And um, I noticed when I was over there that kind of made them feel kind of uncomfortable. Um, but, like, in the U.S., like, I, I went to the, the market earlier today. Like, there's, a, like, a general store right across the street from me. I was over there, and I was waiting in line. I was chatting with this guy. and But it was just, like, it was a random thing. Like, we were, we were both waiting in line. You know, he was telling me about himself. I was telling him about myself. We were talking about just random, you know, stuff, shooting the shit. It, it's just, it's a normal thing in the U.S. where you just, you talk to people. Like, even if you don't have any idea who the fuck they are, unless they seem to be, like, kind of crazy. Maybe you try to avoid them in that case. But if they're just normal people, you talk to them. Whereas I went to the store today, and I needed someone to come over and, like, check something for me. And uh, I went, cheers, and there was no response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the norm which is really really weird it, yeah. th that seems so weird to me oh god alright well hold on you you had something else so that that's the, that's the opening bit yeah I mean that, we could go anywhere with it there's so many different like categories so many different social aspects that differ yeah. between the two countries but uh, one but, thing that but before, quite often sorry. pops up Sorry, but before you go into that, I feel like I need to clarify that one of the things, one of the reasons that makes this particular subject so interesting is the fact that our cultures are so similar, but there are these tiny things that are so different. Because the, the, the UK and the US culture, they, they, they originate from a very similar place, and that's like the, um, the Anglo-Saxon, like, English common law kind of thing. But then when you actually get to the cultural bit, when you get to how, like, individual people interact with each other and how they talk, that's where you start to see these weird differences. Sorry, just had to throw that so, out there. Go on. So essentially, there's a bunch of phrases um, or idioms in English, which uh, English people, as a general thing, just we just know what they mean because we've been brought up just hearing them. But over in America, uh, a lot of people have never heard any of these phrases. Um, mm. Granted, Kaiser's probably heard quite a few of them from me over the last few years. <laughs> uh, so it's not only going to be a matter of working out what they could possibly mean, but also maybe trying to remember what they mean if I've used them before. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I might have I might have heard them, but it's I've only heard them from Blue. They're not something in common yeah. parlance here. Well, some of, the, some of them, maybe maybe they are, and I don't know that whether they are or not, <laughs> so... We'll find out. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. First one. If something is a dime a dozen, what is it? That is definitely a phrase that is common in the U.S. Yeah? So, like, it, maybe not all across the U.S., but it is a phrase that I've heard my mother use for my entire life. So a dime right. a dozen means it's very, very common. It's something that you can find everywhere. It's just, it's like, you know, you, you walk outside and like, you know, what is it? So essentially when something yeah, is you very, find a paper very... Clip, paper clips are a dime a dozen. A, a paper clip's a dime a dozen. You walk outside and, you know, somebody 
his like, oh hey, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna sell you this, and you're like, it's a dime a dozen. I've seen that everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you're right. Hmm. How about uh, biting the bullet? Again, it is that is also a fr- I don't know how common that phrase is in my region of the U.S. because I've only ever heard my 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 mother say it. I I know it's a yeah. common phrase in the Midwest. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, it's the same thing. Um, well, not the same thing. I mean, when I say it's it's same thing, I mean it's common. Like, um, it basically just means like if you bite the bullet, you're like, you just got to get it done. It's like, it, it's something that's probably unpleasant. It's not going to go that well, but you just you bite the bullet, you get it done, just power through it. Okay, I'm trying to find some more more tough ones on this website. Because uh, I think a lot of these you might know then. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of these are fairly common in the U.S. Hmm. If you no, that again you're gonna know. I feel like uh, I feel like it's, it's, that's it's so basic for me. A, like you possibly know all of these. I'm not sure. Well, we'll, um, we'll find out. Like a lot of these have been phrases that are common across both uh, cultures. Yeah. Oh. Okay, hang on. Hmm. Uh, burning bridges. Definitely also a thing here. Fuck. <laughs> You're getting uh, fucked. This is, this is, like, this is the beta test segment. Burning bridges is essentially, like, you're... There's actually a country song um, in the U.S. called Burning Bridges. Um... But there's uh, burning bridges. Essentially, like you're you're cutting ties. You're you're mm. slicing off a bit of your past. You're you're moving on. Um, uh, burning bridges one by one. By that logic, I assume you know what letting the cat out of the bag means. I do. Fuck. God, you need to you need to get some. I need to write my own ones because apparently these are all just like American known ones. I come on, pull it. There pull are it off the top of your head. There. Well, off the top of my head, uh, okay, what? Uh, what is a Sani? Wait, see, right there. That's all. That's one right off the bat. I have no idea. No? No. What do you think it is? A Sani? Yeah. Going to get a Sani. Go, sorry, going to get a Sani. Yeah, I'm just, you know, popping down the shops to get a Sani. I am going to take a guess that it's some kind of, like... Street food. Okay. I, do you I, have any more specific, or do I just leave it as street food? <laughs> uh, some kind of street food. It, I'm gonna guess it's some kind of a meat wrapped in like a bread thing. Huh. Interesting. Asani is uh, another word for sandwich. Oh, okay. I was thinking of more like a like a taco or something like that, but okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, about, no, I'd never uh, heard that before. If someone said to you, uh, where's the clicker? So this is something that people from the East Coast of the U.S. would be confused by. Um, Okay. But you know what it is. But I know what it is because this is a common phrase in the Midwest. Okay. Uh, A clicker is like the remote control for a TV. Okay. So, like, my... 
th this is something interesting because there there are regional terms for things. Um, mm -hmm. My my mother's from Iowa, so I grew up calling a remote a clicker. But everyone around me and everyone in my schools and you know all my friends they all referred to it as a remote, or they referred yeah. to it yeah basically they referred to it as a remote. Um, but in the Midwest and in Iowa, they they referred to it as a clicker. And so it was it was one of the and it's because like I remember our very first TV remote actually it had a spring on the inside. So when you press the buttons, it made a click a click noise every time you pressed a, a button. Yeah. Um, and that was the reason they called it that. So I I know that. Um, I'm not sure that everyone in in, in the U.S. would know that. I see. Okay. Uh, slightly, probably slightly tougher one now. Uh, Bob's your uncle. Hmm. So. I. Oh God, do you know this one as well? I I don't know what it means, but okay. I know the concept behind it. So I'm gonna guess as to what it means. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to kind of like. So, you don't need to understand why it's a thing. <laughs> so, but but the, but the why it's a thing I think is interesting. Okay. So, I've heard that like in in certain areas of the UK, in like British slang, they'll use words that kind of sound like the words they're trying to get across, and it'll just become that slang. So, like it'll be like. Um, you know, you go over there, you turn right, you go down the street, and then Bob's your uncle. It, it's it's sort of like, bam, yeah, like a like it, it's like an affirmation, and it's not it doesn't mean anything. It just sounds like an affirmation. Yeah, Bob's your uncle, kind of like jobs done, jobs are good. Okay, uh, Th that, also, that's I don't something. Know why, but people say Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, but <laughs> that's a thing apparently. I've 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 heard it in movies before, and I just sort of like guessed that it was sort of like an affirmation. Okay, this next one I want you to use in a sentence, right? Okay. Donkey's years. Jesus, I have no idea about this one. Um, yeah. Donkey's ears or donkey's years? Y e a r s. Okay. All right. The man went down to the pub. He had too much, and he came out with donkey's ears. No. I just assumed okay. it was like you know he felt older when he left. Okay, so let's say um you're at a reunion, right? Mm-hmm. You see something like, oh, I haven't seen you in donkey's years. It's oh. like a measurement of time. It's an obscure measurement of time. It just just means a very long time. I haven't seen you in ages, mate. Okay, it's the donkey's yeah. years, ages, eons, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you just say that sort of thing yeah, in the U.S. You just a say generic that. long amount of time. Okay, I'd never heard that one. Bam. Uh, ooh, one you might like. Uh, pardon my French. This is this is one that is actually used in the U.S. as well. Okay. Uh, it essentially is uh, essentially whenever you make a vulgar sound. Um, like, you belch, you fart, <laughs> pardon my French. Well, yeah, I think more if you swear, I think. In the U.S., it's used when you belch or fart. 
Okay. So it's it's actually oh, oh, not it's, so it's not even it's not even based on like swearing a lot of the time. Like yeah. you can use it then too, but a lot of the time you'll you'll find people in the US going like, you know, burping very loudly. Oh shit, pardon my French. But I, yeah. again, I think we more and more these days I'm thinking unfairly have a uh, a negative image of the French. Yeah, I th- I mean, I think we've always had a negative image of the French over here because we've always been at war with them well, for a well, very long time. Well, I think the, the, U- the U.S. Country. probably should have a, a maybe a positive image of that because, I mean, the French the French helped us in multiple wars. Like, the, the French are the reason that we're independent from your ass. Well, yeah, we're just independent. We're just independent from everyone now, aren't we? <laughs> oh, um, okay, you ready for the next one? Yep. Uh, where would you use a different kettle of fish? Jesus Christ, I have no idea. This is this is one I've never heard of. Um, a different kettle of fish. Maybe like if you're describing like um, like topics that are unrelated. Is that your answer? Like like for instance, it's like. Somebody says, like, oh, but what about this? And you're like, that's a different kettle of fish. Bam. Yep, exactly. Is it's that referring, it? Referring to an alternative or a different thing altogether. Okay, that was... I want to say that that is not a phrase over here. That was 100% a guess. <laughs> that was just a complete guess on my part. Uh, oh, uh, what about cat got your tongue? That is definitely a phrase over here, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yep. And it's essentially when you're hesitant to answer something, and somebody's pressing okay. you for an answer. So, like, it's just like, oh, what? Cat got your tongue? Yeah, okay. Awesome. Straight through that one. Uh, hold on. How would you use it's, the... Uh... Sorry, it, it, can I stop right here? Like, it's very interesting how many of these phrases are common. Like, I was thinking that yeah. we would go into this segment and find, like... A bunch of things that were different, but we're actually. I mean, there are hundreds of them. Yeah, we we are finding things that are we are finding things that are different, but we're yeah. also finding quite a few things that are in common. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. a very positive message. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, if if something is, uh, hang on, a better better way of phrasing it. So to go pear shaped. You're talking about a woman who's very voluptuous in her lower half. <laughs> no. Oh, that, no, that's what it means to say pear-shaped in the U.S. Uh, do, you, do you want to hazard a guess as to what something being pear-shaped is over here? Uh... No. Okay. I, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let, me, let me think about it. Um... I, I don't know. Bottom heavy? Uh, so, if, if. Okay, so to use it in a sentence here, you would say, like, uh, oh, we were we were out last night, uh, but when it hit 11 p.m., things started to go pear shaped. Oh, okay. Things things started to went, go wrong. Thing, things went wrong. <laughs> Interesting. So, in the U.S., when, you, when you're talking about pear shaped, you're talking about a woman. You're talking about somebody who is very well endowed in her lower half. Hmm. Which, you know, 
Again, not a negative thing. I personally uh, have. <laughs> I happen to like that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Go on. But uh, no, but I just... It, but but it's interesting how those those two things are different. Fanny is another one that I, I find hilarious because we've talked about that that phrase before. That means something yeah. very different between the US and the UK. Hmm. Uh, one that you don't really often hear, but it is a it is a thing. Um, a a uh, a damp squib. Squib, like ending with a yes. B. Yes. Sorry, that that long pause there was me just looking confused. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before. Period. If, if something is a damp squib, uh, I'm gonna say it's somebody who is just not reliable. Okay, it's uh, it's something that fails to meet expectations. It's anticlimactic. Oh, okay. Bit of a damp squib. I yeah you know, I, I was I was in the right direction but I was thinking of a person okay okay hmm. that's interesting okay so something that isn't reliable gotcha yeah uh, okay how about uh, I don't know I think I feel like this one's too obvious uh, just tell me if you know it or not and we'll just move straight on okay uh, cold turkey yep definitely I know that okay, one cool. it's quitting something right off yeah uh, if you okay if you're if you give someone stick. Can I say that on YouTube? Stick. <laughs> Not anything else. Um I mean, honestly I It's nothing it's nothing that people can't hear. You know, I so in the UK maybe not, but in the US, literally that is that. Not stick. give someone the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just I'm I'm saying it means that okay. in the U.S. Okay. Uh, if if you're giving someone stick in in uh, in the U.K., it means you're criticizing or mocking them. Interesting. Giving them stick about something. Interesting. Okay, it does not mean that here. Hmm. <coughs> uh, ooh. I assume you know what thick of thieves is. Thick yeah. as thieves is. Thick, yeah, I do it. I do indeed. Okay. Someone, uh, a few friends being conspiratorial, as it were. Mm, yeah, they'll, they'll cover for each other. Yeah, you share each other's confidences. Exactly, you're all you're all confidants amongst each other. Uh, let's let's ooh. do two more of these, and then we should probably wrap up. Okay. Uh, ooh, okay, I think that's probably too common that one. Uh, you've heard of Popcorn and Kettle Black? Yes. Okay. Uh, alright, two, two more of, from the top of my head. Um, oof. Uh, what's a, um, how do you use the word jiffy? Jiffy, like you know, something getting done very quickly. Okay. Yep. Well done. So if you like back in a jiffy. Yeah. Essentially, like, yeah, I'll get it done in a jiffy. Uh. Ooh. God, I can't think of a last one now. 
Well, hold on. What if, what if I actually... Um, what if I try to you, think of one? What, you think one that I might not know? Yeah, think of something in the US that you might not okay. actually know. Um, okay. Hmm. Waffle Stone for the me. Crows? Yeah, wa- waffle for me for a second until you... Okay. Sorry, what'd you say? Stone the Crows. I have no idea what that means. Ah, okay. Wanna... Wanna, wanna try and guess where it would be used? I mean, where it would be used? Ah, uh, shit. Um, maybe around people who are trying to... I don't know. Somebody has died and there are people who are kind of circling them like <laughs> buzzards. You kind of stone okay. the crows, get them around. Is no, that no, is no. that not it? What is it? So, if you say stone... It's more of an exclamation. It's like, oh, stone the crows. That was... Oh my gosh. It's like, oh my goodness, kind of thing. You say, stone the crows. Okay, so it's not a... Um... <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I was thinking of something very... Something much more insidious. So it, it, yeah, it's, no, it's no, actually... no, it's, it's just like... <laughs> just, just an exclamation. Blow me down, kind of thing, yeah. Alright. Um, Alright, here we... I got one from the US... And then we'll end it off. Okay. Uh, putting lipstick on a pig. Uh, that sounds really mean. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's like um, trying to, you know, like trying to make yourself beautiful, but essentially you are. <laughs> sounds really mean. Essentially, you are like not. You can't I'll, polish a turd, kind of thing. I'll, I'll I'll save you there. It's not necessarily referring to a person, but okay. Essentially, in the in like in the U.S. colloquialism, um, okay. putting lipstick on a pig means that like if something is ugly, it doesn't matter if it's a building, road, car, person, uh, whatever. Okay. Um, if people try to make it look better, but it's still ugly, that's what they mean. Got it. So, okay. like, talking about, like, so you build a new building, and it's like, wow, that building looks like shit. And so they start to put little bits on it to try and make it look fancier and make it look better. We'd say, you're yeah. putting lipstick on a pig. Gotcha. Okay. Also, I like how I accidentally used an idiom while I was trying to get the answer. That is the fascination and interesting bit of the English language, is that we can... <laughs> Euphemism stack... <laughs> yeah. I assume you've heard of you can't polish a turd. I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that phrase before too. Ugh, man. Honestly, well, next time but, I think so, I need to hold, make a list beforehand. <laughs> yeah, well, so I this this was our beta test segment. We we we've tr- we tried out two very different things here and we mm. messed around with them and we we in par- equal parts failed and succeeded. Uh I think that Either of these have the potential of actually being something interesting. But, people who are listening, tell us, do you think that one or more of these segments are something that we could actually push a little bit further? Uh, and or, actually, are they all, or are they both bollocks? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they're both <laughs> shit, then we'll just go back to talking about <laughs> random nonsense. We'll go uh, back to dinosaur porn. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're right. Yeah, but seriously let us know uh any final thoughts before i close this out no all right 
Well, thank you everyone for listening to the TMCJ podcast. This is going to be the end of the episode 37. Um, please tune in again soon. We love hearing you. And hopefully you'll give us some feedback on these segments. Have a fan dabby week.